What's up, guys? It's your boy, StatMat from Back and Forth. And I want to tell you a little bit about Anchor and what Anchor is. Well, let's start first. It's free. We all like free stuff. And Anchor is absolutely 100% free to use. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, guys? How are you? My name is Matt Raftree, a.k.a. Stat Matt. I am the host of the Back and Forth podcast, as you all may know. You can follow me on Twitter at MattRaftree925, same for Instagram, and you can follow the show on Twitter at BackForthPod and on, Insta- and on Instagram, excuse me, at BackForthPodcast. And I want to issue, issue you guys an apology right off the top. Uh, yesterday, I got in kind of a, a groove, if you will, uh, with work and stuff like that, so I got a little bit busy and just quite frankly, ran out of time to produce an episode of the podcast. There normally, yes, would have been one yesterday, but life got in the way. (laughs) So it happens. We'll keep moving on. And uh, I want to give you guys a quick heads up. I will also be doing quite a bit of traveling over the next probably month or so. Um, As far as how we're going to do back and forth podcast, I'm going to look at some different things. Um, probably going to try some stuff like Instagram Live. Um, I unfortunately don't have the equipment to produce podcast mobile, um, or at least very good equipment. Let's put it that way. And uh, definitely want to get Joey on almost every day if we're able to. He is a co-host of this podcast. So that's why we figure maybe Instagram Live might be our best option. Uh, just keep tuned to those social media pages, especially Instagram Again, that uh, social media page for Back and Forth for Instagram is at Back Forth Podcast. Okay, so now that we've got that taken care of, now let's get to what happened last night. So last night, the Phoenix Suns advanced to the NBA Finals. They beat the Clippers 103, or excuse me, 130 to 103, won by 27 points in game number six of the Western Conference Final and the Suns have now advanced to the finals for the first time since 1993. And as a Clipper fan, I saw this coming. I I have a group chat with, you know, Joey and Dom and a few other friends, and about 2 or 2.30-ish yesterday, I sent to that group chat, watch, the Clippers will lose game six, and their season will be over tonight. And it was. I, I was right. I didn't want to be right, but I just had that feeling that, you know, the Clippers, their offense wasn't too dependent. And what I mean by that is it was very centric around Paul George and Reggie Jackson. And with no Kawhi Leonard, eventually the lack of offense for the Clippers is going to catch up. Paul George cannot consistently put up 40 points a game. Reggie Jackson cannot consistently put up 25 points a game. I would love for them both to. That would have been great because then we're probably talking about a game seven of the series instead of the Phoenix Suns moving on to the Western Conference Final. 
But for the Clippers' sake, look, they they didn't play particularly well at home. That was a little bit puzzling. I thought we were going to get a lot better of a performance from the Clippers, especially being at Staples Center, backs against the wall. Uh, I thought they the role players and the Clippers just in general were going to shoot a lot better. They did not. And that's, I guess, just part of the game. It's part of the playoffing amount of credit to the Phoenix Suns and to Chris Paul. I will be rooting for the Phoenix Suns to win the NBA Finals. I'm just going to put that out right now. Don't care if it's the Bucks or the Hawks that come out of the East. I will root for the Phoenix Suns to win the NBA Finals. I remember watching Chris Paul a little bit with the Hornets and primarily with the Clippers, and I he was easily my favorite Clipper that I've watched. One of, at least. I mean, there's been a few, right? Uh, Kawhi Leonard's been nice. Paul George has been nice. Blake Griffin was nice. DeAndre Jordan was. Uh, you know, for sure, Chris Paul is in the top five category of my favorite Clipper players of all time that I've seen. And so, you know, wherever he's gone, whether it's Houston, Oklahoma City, the Clippers, the Hornets, He's always had this special place in my heart, and I've always been rooting for Chris Paul. Now, I mean, you see the memes, right, on social media and all the storylines, right? You know, when's Chris Paul going to win a ring? Is Chris Paul ever going to, you know, be a champion? Is he going to be a a glorified Allen Iverson where he just never wins a championship? Now Chris Paul is four wins away from winning that championship that has eluded him for years. I think 16 years to be exact. And so I'm happy for Chris Paul. I mean, this opportunity could not have happened to a better person, in my opinion. You look around the league and what Chris Paul has done in his time with the league. I mean, he's he's a big advocate for the Players Association, always has been. And it just seems like a really solid teammate. Uh, hasn't really heard of any complaints about Chris Paul. I, I feel like he makes his teammates on the floor better better players. And that's what you want out of one of your star franchise players. And if Devin Booker and Chris Paul can keep playing the way they played pretty much all season up to this point, I, I like the Suns to win that finals outright. I, I think they can do it. And I'll be rooting like heck for them. I mean, let's just put it that way. I'll be I'll be heavily rooting for the Phoenix Suns to finally be able to break through and for Chris Paul to finally get his championship ring. Uh, that'll be really cool to see, hopefully. Uh, but speaking of NBA, we have an NBA game tonight. It's the Bucks taking on the Hawks. Game 5, the series is tied at 2. Now, Game 4, Giannis left the game early with a knee injury. In this game, Game 5, he's now been ruled out. So, Trey Young, while he hasn't officially been ruled out at the time of taping, it's about 3.10 Pacific time, we have not heard yet if Trey Young is ruled out of this game yet. He might be. I don't know. If he's playing, I like the Hawks to win tonight. And here's why. Let's look at the Bucks. Take Giannis away. Take Trey Young away. Who is the next best player on both those teams? And you would say, okay, well, for the Bucks, it's Chris Middleton. Okay. Who on the Hawks, you'd probably say, you know, Bogdanovich maybe, and uh, maybe John Collins, um, you know, possibly Danilo Gallinari off the bench. 
Um, all fairly decent options. Okay. Who's the third best player? Now, I just gave you three options for the Hawks. So you could arguably say, you know, one is second best, one's third best, one's fourth best. The Bucks don't have a third best option. What, P.J. Tucker? P.J. Tucker hasn't scored at all in this series. I mean, and that's figuratively. He's I've seen his numbers. He's been scoring like two, three, four points a game type of numbers. He's been pretty silent on the offensive side of the ball. And I mean, are, are you going to, I mean, who do you roll out if you're the Bucks? Uh, Dante DiVincenzo? Maybe? I, I don't know. Um, I, I just don't trust who the Bucks have depth-wise compared to what the Hawks have. The Hawks, they can go pretty deep. They can at least go, you know, guys like I said, Danilo Gallinari, Bogdanovich, uh, Clint Capella, right? You can go a little bit deeper. And so I think if Trey Young plays tonight, it's even more advantage to the Hawks. You figure this. The Haw- or excuse me, Trey Young and Middleton likely cancel each other out points wise. They'll probably go back and forth. Middleton might have like 30s. Trey Young might have, you know, 25 or 30. So you figure that's pretty much a wash. Now, uh, the Bucks they don't really have a third option established. The Hawks they've got you know Danilo Gallinari who can shoot. The- and I get this is all in Milwaukee, and I get it's a road game for the Hawks, and it's tough. But the Hawks have already won on the road in Milwaukee, game one, and that was with Giannis. And you can say, well, that was with also with the healthy Trey Young. Okay. But to counter that argument, what team hasn't been injured? There's none. There's All these teams have been dealing with injuries. And if you don't believe me, go ask the Laker fans. Go ask, ne- go ask, ne- ask Nets fans. Had a little bit of a tongue twister. Go ask the Nets fans. They'll tell you, oh, injuries were the biggest down, down, uh, you know, spiral downward for our season. The, the Lakers, a championship would have been ours had injuries not gotten in our way. We say this every year. And I don't want to get down a whole nother rabbit hole of, you know, well, did the NBA come back too soon from, you know, the bubble season? And is that why we're seeing all these injuries? And maybe there's substance there, maybe there's not. I mean, injuries are just a, a unique thing in sports. They're, they suck when they happen, and I, I mean, I'm going to lean probably to the side of injuries just happen. It, the NBA could have had a normal offseason, and you still come back and you have injury problems. Like, it just happens. But that's just my, my brief two cents on that issue. Um, as far as the Hawks and the Bucks, like I said, I think Trey Young plays tonight. Even if he doesn't, I like the Hawks. I think the Hawks are a little bit deeper. And one of my favorite sayings of all time when it comes to playoff basketball, your depth matters big time. The Hawks, way more depth than the Bucks. I like the Hawks tonight to go up 3-2, send this thing to a game six in Atlanta with the Hawks up 3-2. Ooh. I, I, if you're a Bucks fan... You you really got to win this game tonight. That's all I'm gonna say. I mean, if you're if you are a Milwaukee Bucks fan, a player, a coach, tonight is a absolute must win. And I mean, I guess for some degree, if you're a Hawks fan, tonight's also kind of a must win because you don't want to go back home down three two and give Milwaukee a chance to close you out and give Giannis Antetokounmpo another couple days if this were to go to a Game 7 to come back. 
Right now, they haven't announced a timetable yet for Giannis's return. And I, I mean, I just don't know enough about the extent of the injury that he has to even start guessing on when he could be back. Uh, but for at least game five, Giannis has been ruled out. So I think the Hawks, they have an opportunity here tonight. I get it's on the road, but they still have an opportunity to take a series lead of three to two going back home for game six, especially with no Giannis Antetokounmpo in uh, the lineup for the Bucks. And I really like the Hawks tonight. I just got a feeling the Hawks are going to do what the Hawks have been doing all postseason, and that's surprising everybody in the NBA and playing surprisingly well. Um, so we'll watch that tonight. I'll have a recap for that to you for you guys on tomorrow's episode of Back and Forth. And a little bit on hockey, um, the Tampa Bay Lightning win game two last night against the Montreal Canadiens of the Stanley Cup final by a score of 3-1. to one. And, you know, you got to go back to what I said about this series. This is kind of going how I thought it would. If you remember, I predicted lightning in five. Well, we're on pace for lightning in four. Do I think that happens? No, I don't. I think realistically, Montreal will win either game three or they'll win game four. Could I be wrong on both? Sure. They might win both games. They might lose both games. Who knows? But I think the lightning, they're going to finish this Montreal Canadiens team off in five games. It's just a matter of... If the Lightning are really mad, do they want to go for the sweep? I don't see this going past five games. I would be utterly shocked if the Canadians won more than a better team. They're playing the better hockey. In Montreal, I think they are just emotionally and physically drained from the Vegas Golden Knights series. And you've got guys like Andre Vasilevsky, the goalie for the Tampa Bay Lightning, who, in my opinion, is probably going to win Con Smythe, the most valuable player of the playoffs. He's been unbelievable in that. He's really giving up, I think, you know, less than a goal a game during the playoffs. I'd have to look at those numbers a little bit closer, but that sounds about right, giving up less than a goal a game. Um, every time I, I watch Tampa Bay Lightning games, excuse me, with him in net, he's only given up, you know, like one, maybe two goals at the max, uh, but usually it's one or no goals that he's giving up. And it's a big reason why I think Tampa has had a lot of a lot of success in this postseason, and they're two wins away from you know going back to back on Stanley Cups. And I just think Tampa's got a really good thing going on. And if you're a Montreal Canadiens fan, I mean, maybe there's some hope if you can rally off a couple wins here at home. But if I mean, realistically, you're probably going into Game Five after the weekend down three to one. And you're starting to think about the offseason, which, hey, I mean, for the Montreal Canadiens, I, I don't know if I'd be upset if I was a fan, if even if you get beaten five or even four for that matter. I mean, look, nobody predicted the Montreal Canadiens to be in the Stanley Cup final. Nobody even expected them to be in the playoffs. And under normal circumstances, if this was a normal playoff format, the Canadiens would not have made the playoffs. So in a lot of ways, they've been fortunate. And we'll just have to wait and see what they are able to do over the weekend here in Game 3 and in Game 4, both of those taking place in Montreal. And with that, that is about all the sports that I can think. Oh, one one golf note. Um, I know. Matt, you're talking about golf? Yes. One, one quick golf note that I noticed. So early Thursday morning, late Wednesday night, somewhere in that area, uh, Bryson DeChambeau fired his caddy 
longtime caddy that he'd been with for many years. Uh, they just mutually agreed to part ways. And this is coming on the eve of the Rocket Mortgage Tournament. And the reason that's significant is, well, Bryson DeChambeau is the defending champion of that tournament. Bryson, at the time of taping, I believe bogeyed the first three or four holes today of the uh, of the Rocket Mortgage in the first round. And so, I mean, that just kind of goes to show you that your caddy matters a little bit here, uh, especially in golf, professional golf for that matter. I mean, you, you're just so reliant on the caddy to have that good relationship and to really, you know, go from having a caddy that you're comfortable with, that you have a lot of chemistry with, that you've been playing for a long time with and that, you know, kind of knows you and you know that caddy to now going to a completely new one on the fly. This is going to be literally Bryson's caddy, their new his new caddy. I don't believe it's been announced yet, but his new caddy, it's going to be his first ever um, first ever tournament with Bryson. And um, it's, it's going to be interesting. As of right now, time of taping, Bryson DeChambeau is tied for 100th, yes, 100th on the leaderboard at even par through seven holes. The first, he, he bogeyed two of the first three holes, number two and number three he bogeyed, followed that up with birdies on four and seven. And it's just been, man, I mean, Bryson DeChambeau, it's been pretty rough for that guy. He, um, you know, he, he had a pretty disappointing finish to the PGA, and then he goes to the U.S. Open, and he's in contention on the final day and self-destructs. And on top of that, he's got a pretty good rivalry going with Brooks Kepka, who, if for those that are wondering, yes, Brooks Kepka took today to make a caddy appreciation post on the heels of Bryson DeChambeau announcing that he had fired his caddy. <laughs> uh, I love this rivalry for golf. It might be the best rivalry rivalry in sports right now. Bryson DeChambeau versus Brooks Kepka. And if you're a golf fan or even a casual golf fan like myself, you are hoping that these guys get paired up on the final day, hopefully for a win, you know, on the final day of a tournament, and they're both going for the win. And just sit back, relax, and watch the show. <laughs> because, I mean, I don't know. Are we going to see a fist fight between these guys? I, I'd be really interested to see. They We have to get both these guys mic'd up uh, because I think it would be really entertaining to see Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka, the two golfers that probably hate each other the most right now on the PGA Tour, paired up going for a win in one of these tournaments. Um, that, that would be, that would be really good television, I think, and, and really entertaining to watch. Uh, but just wanted to throw that extra note in there. Um, it just came to the top of my head. I have been your host at Matt though, of this back and forth podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Matt Raftery 925. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at back forth pod. We are back tomorrow for a Friday's edition of the back and forth podcast going to hopefully have some guests on here possibly dom maybe even joey we'll wait and see on that uh, but until then enjoy your evening i will be as i mentioned tomorrow um, recapping the action that happens between the bucks and the hawks tonight along with some other news and notes that happen overnight 
Until then, enjoy the rest of your evening. I have been your host, Matt Raftree, a.k.a. Matt Raftree, the host of the Back and Forth podcast. Have a good night, and we'll see you all tomorrow.